Welcome to Nations of the World podcast series, where we explore a different nation of the world in each episode. Our aim is to bring you, the listener, on an audio journey to discover interesting facts that make each country unique. Welcome to Canada Part 2. We will be continuing on with Segment 2, Heart of the Nation, beginning with the Education section. Education Canada is considered one of the most educated countries in the world. Over half of the residents have received tertiary education. Children are required to attend school until the age of 16. There are slight differences in the different provinces. Kindergarten is attended for one or two years at the age of four or five by most children. Then, at age six, school becomes mandatory with the start of grade one. This begins primary school, which continues through grade six at age 11 or 12. In primary school, the students stay in the classroom with only one teacher teaching all subjects. Secondary education is completed in two parts, junior high school and senior high school. Junior high is grades 7 and 8 and is a transitional period of allowing students to adjust to switching classrooms and teachers throughout the day. High school is for four years and ends with either grade 11 or 12, depending on the student's circumstances and the province. After that, children have the choice of continuing with post-secondary education or not. Other schools available are vocational schools, where students can learn a trade or vocation at a technical school instead of attending college, and then there's private schools which are not funded by the government, and religious schools, which focus on religious teachings along with the regular school curriculum. Public universities and colleges are mostly funded by provincial governments, and the remainder is paid by minimal tuition fees, along with research grants and the federal government. The University of Toronto ranks number one for Canadian universities. Second is the University of British Columbia, and third is McGill University. The University of Ottawa is the largest English and French bilingual university in the world. Healthcare The level of public health and sanitation in Canada is high. Adequate health facilities are available throughout Canada. Canada's medical care is of a high standard but is government-controlled. Access to ongoing medical care is difficult for temporary visitors who are not members of a Canadian province's government-run health care plan. Many physicians will not take new patients. Specialist care is only by referral and may take months to obtain. Although trauma care is on par with that in the United States, emergency room waits for non-life-threatening problems can be very long. Some healthcare professionals in the Quebec province may only speak French. Infant mortality rate is 4.38 deaths in 1,000 live births. The fertility rate is 1.57 children born per woman. There is improved drinking water for 99.3% of the population. There is improved sanitation facility access for 99% of the population. The obesity rate is 29.4% in 2022. 13% are users of tobacco. The top five leading causes of death in Canada are coronary heart disease, Alzheimer's and dementia, lung cancers, lung disease, and breast cancer. 
life expectancy. For males, it's 81.52 years, and for women, it's 86.21 years. This is for 2022. Food. Canadians eat three hearty meals a day. Fish is very common, with McDonald's even serving a McLobster sandwich. Game meat is also abundant. There's a good deal of difference between what is eaten in one region versus another. In Quebec, there is a strong French influence, so there's a lot of meat and potato dishes. Pea soup is popular in that region, as is French pastries, breads, crepes, and cheeses. A favorite food in all regions is poutine, French fries covered in gravy and cheese curds. The name of the dish is slang for mess. It's found at pubs, sporting events, food trucks, and even offered as a side at fast food restaurants such as Burger King and McDonald's. Maple syrup is highlighted in several desserts and served with pancakes, waffles, and crepes. In western cities, it's common to find meals which include wild rice, smoked fish, beef, and ethnic dishes, especially Asian. The national drink is the Bloody Caesar made from vodka, hot sauce, Worcestershire sauce, Caesar mix, celery lime, and celery salt. Molson Coors Canada began producing beer in 1786 and is still going. It's the oldest brewery in North America. Canadian milk is fortified with vitamin D, but there are no artificial hormones in their dairy products. Some popular dishes. Oysters on the half shell. These are eaten raw and served with lemon, and some also like horseradish and hot sauce. Macaroni and cheese, specifically Kraft macaroni and cheese. This packaged dry macaroni and cheese product was first introduced simultaneously in the United States and Canada in 1937, labeled as Kraft Dinner in Canada. Canadians consume 50% more of this than Americans. Salt cod chowder, which is unique to Newfoundland. This is salt cod fish that is soaked in cold water overnight and then drained. It's placed in a stewing pot and covered with fresh water. It's brought to a simmer at low heat and then the water's drained again and the fish is set aside. In the stewing pot, is finely diced salt pork that is fried until crisp. These are set aside as a garnish. Using the pork fat, diced onions are fried in the same pot until tender. Diced potatoes and carrots, water, salt, and pepper are added, and the pot is covered, cooking these vegetables until they are tender. A can of corn is drained and added, along with warmed milk and the prepared cod fish. This is brought to simmer, not boiling, and is ready to serve. It's topped with the fried pork. Dark fruit cake, which is mostly in the Newfoundland region. This is made with two cups diced of the following. Candied citron peel, dates or figs, candied cherries, currants, and raisins. Molasses cinnamon, cloves, and allspice are simmered together. Rum is added to desired taste. This is set aside. In a large bowl, sugar and butter are creamed and then beaten eggs are added. Alternately, flour, salt, and the molasses mixture are added into the creamed butter mixture, stirring carefully. Some flour is added to the fruit mixture, and this is all brought together into the large bowl with the other mixed ingredients. Baking soda is dissolved in a small amount of water and added into the batter. 
This is baked in two greased loaf pans. Nova Scotia Oats Cake In a bowl, rolled oats, flour, sugar, baking powder, and salt are mixed. Some room temperature butter is added by cutting it in. This will be mixed until the batter is crumbly. Some ice water is stirred in quickly and the dough rolled into a ball. The dough is placed on a greased baking sheet and patted down to form an 8-inch circle. It is baked until light brown, cut into wedges, and served hot. Rhubarb bread. Butter and sugar are creamed together. An egg is mixed in and beaten well. Orange juice and grated orange peel are mixed in. In another bowl, flour, baking powder, and salt are stirred together and added to the creamed butter mixture. Some nuts and finely cut rhubarb are added and mixed in. This is baked in a well-greased loaf pan. Steamed Prince Edward Island Mussels Diced celery, chopped onions or shallots, and Prince Edward Island mussels are placed in a large pot and covered with some water, dry white wine, or beer. This is covered and steamed over high heat just until the mussels open. The mussels are drained and served with lemon juice drizzled over them and some cayenne, black pepper, and tarragon sprinkled on top. This is served with hot melted butter for dipping. Arts Canadian art has been influenced by the indigenous peoples and the waves of immigration which included European artists and subsequently artists from countries all over the world. The Group of Seven, once known as the Algonquin School, was a group of Canadian landscape painters from 1920 to 1933. This group is often considered the first uniquely Canadian style of painters. The most famous plays in Canadian theatre have featured sentimental, nostalgic, and often dreary recounts of rural life, family drama, and early 20th century history. There have been many famous authors from Canada. Some are Lucy Maud Montgomery of Anne of Green Gables, Margaret Atwood, who wrote The Handmaid's Tale, and Alice Munro, who wrote Lives of Girls and Women. There have been many famous rock and roll artists from Canada. Some are Paul Anka, Neil Young, The Guess Who, Steppenwolf, Rush, Avril Lavigne, Brian Adams, and Bare Naked Ladies. Celebrations and Holidays January 1st, New Year's Day. February 2nd, Groundhog Day. This derives from the Pennsylvania Dutch superstition that if a groundhog emerges from its burrow on this day and sees its shadow due to clear weather, it will retreat to its den and winter will go on for six more weeks. If it does not see its shadow because of cloudiness, spring will arrive early. February 15th, Flag Day. March 1st, St. David's Day, a celebration of the patron saint of Wales. Many Welsh groups organize various festivities on this day in Canada. This includes choir concerts that celebrate the culture and heritage of Wales. Some people of Welsh descent display the Welsh flag on this day. The second Monday in March is Commonwealth Day. This is to renew vows of international cooperation, Commonwealth solidarity, and to address the global issues of the more than 2 billion people that constitute the nations of former British colonies. In Canada, the Royal Union flag is hoisted at federal establishments, and families gather to hear the message of unity and intercontinental solidarity from the former British colonies. 
March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, March or April, Easter. April 6th, National Tartan Day. It is an annual celebration of Scottish culture and heritage. It originated in Canada in the mid-1980s in Nova Scotia and has been growing globally by diaspora since the 1990s. April 9th, Vimy Ridge Day. This began in 2003 to honor and commemorate the Battle of Vimy Ridge in France, which took place during the First World War. May 8th, Mother's Day. May 23rd, Victoria Day or National Patriots Day. June 19th, Father's Day. June 21st, National Aboriginal Day or National Indigenous Peoples Day to recognize and celebrate the cultures and contributions of the First Nations, Métis, and Inuit peoples of Canada. June 24th, St. Jean Baptist Day. July 1st, Canada Day or Memorial Day. This commemorates the original independence in 1867 as the union of British North American colonies. The first Monday in August is Civic or Provincial Day. September 5th, Labor Day. October 10th, Thanksgiving Day. This is a family day where a meal centered around turkey is served. It began in 1957. October 31st, Halloween. November 11th, Remembrance Day, which began in 1931. It's a day Canadians pause in a moment of silence to honor and remember the men and women who have served and continue to serve Canada during times of war, conflict, and peace. December 11th, the anniversary of the Statute of Westminster. The Statute of Westminster from 1931 was an act of the British Parliament. This affirmed Canadian autonomy and recognized the virtual independence of the Dominions. December 25th, Christmas Day. December 26th, Boxing Day. And the 31st, New Year's Eve. Stampede. This is the most famous and largest rodeo festival in the world and is held in Calgary, also known as Cowtown. It lasts 10 days and brings in over 1 million people per year. Some of the activities are cow roping, chuck wagon racing, square dancing, music, and lots of drinking. Sports. There are two national sports, hockey and lacrosse. Other popular sports are football or soccer, baseball, cricket, tennis, rugby, basketball, curling, and golf. Hockey is the official national winter sport of Canada and is widely considered Canada's national pastime, with high levels of participation by children, men, and women at various levels of competition. The sport was derived from various influences of stick and ball games brought from the United Kingdom and Indigenous games. The contemporary sport of ice hockey originated in Montreal. Transportation. Canada has the fourth longest highway in the world, the Trans-Canada, which is 4,860 miles or 7,821 kilometers long. It runs from east to west and passes through all 10 Canadian provinces. It takes 106 hours to transverse it without stopping. Slightly less than half of the roadways are paved. The quality of roads rank 5 on a scale of 1 to 7. Winter driving can be dangerous due to heavy snowfall and hazardous icy conditions. Some provinces require snow tires. Some provinces always require headlights on, and some have banned using a handheld cell phone while driving. 
Radar detectors are illegal in several territories, regardless of whether they are being used. Most cities have public transportation options. There are 51 registered air carriers. There are 1,467 airports, 10 major international airports. About one-third are paved. There are oil and gas pipelines, and the fifth in the world for the number of railways. The St. Lawrence Seaway is a transport waterway, partly shared with the United States. It is the world's longest inland waterway open to ocean shipping. There are river and lake ports in Montreal, Quebec City, and Sept-Îles, or September Isles. There are major seaports in Halifax, St. John, and Vancouver. There's one oil terminal, the Lower Lakes Terminal. Montreal and Vancouver have container ports. There are three dry bulk cargo ports. There are 679 merchant marine vessels. Communications. 35% of the population have fixed telephone lines. 86% have mobile cellular phone subscriptions. Despite topographical challenges and the remoteness of many areas, the major players effectively offer 99% population coverage with LTE. Operators now provide up to 70% population coverage with 5G. The DSL segment is losing market share as customers are migrating to fiber. Government policy has encouraged the extension of broadband to rural and regional areas, with the result that services are almost universally available, and the emphasis now is on improving service speeds to enable the entire population to benefit from the digital economy and society. Broadband fixed subscriptions are at 42% of the population. There is a domestic satellite system with about 300 Earth stations. There are two public TV broadcasting networks, one in English and one in French, each with many network affiliates. There are several private commercial networks, also with multiple network affiliates. There are about 150 TV stations. Multi-channel satellite and cable systems provide access to a wide range of stations, including United States stations. There's a mix of public and commercial radio broadcasters, with the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, or CBC, the public radio broadcaster operating four radio networks, Radio Canada International and radio services to Indigenous populations in the North. Energy 100% of the population has access to electricity. It generates electricity, exports, and imports it. Means of generation are hydroelectricity at 60.8%, fossil fuels at 16.5%, nuclear at 14.7%, wind at 5.7%, biomass and waste at 1.6%, and solar at 0.7%. Canada produces coal, exports and imports it, and has coal reserves. It produces petroleum, exports and imports crude oil, and lease condensates, and has crude oil reserves. It produces exports and imports refined petroleum products, and it produces exports and imports natural gas, and has reserves. Travel There are 20 UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Six will be discussed here, and some others have been mentioned in other sections of the podcast. Dinosaur Provincial Park 
not just extremely beautiful in the heart of Alberta's badlands, but this park has some of the most important fossil discoveries ever made from the age of dinosaur period, including more than 44 species dating back some 75 million years. Wood Buffalo National Park is Canada's largest national park, roughly the same size as Denmark. It's home to North America's largest population of wild bison. It's also a nesting place for the whooping crane. Old Town Lunenburg. It is the best surviving example of a planned British colonial settlement in North America. It was established in 1753 and has retained its original layout and overall appearance, based on a rectangular grid pattern. The inhabitants have managed to preserve the wooden architecture of the houses, some dating back to the 18th century. Watertown Glacier International Peace Park This is a combination of Watertown Lakes National Park in Alberta, Canada, and Glacier National Park in Montana, United States, to form the world's first international peace park. It's on the border of the two countries and was established in 1932. It offers outstanding scenery with rich plant life and mammal species. Joggins Fossil Cliffs On the coast of Nova Scotia is a site with a wealth of fossils described as the Coal Age Galapagos. These date back to about 300 million years and have the most complete known fossil record of terrestrial life from that time. There are remains and tracks of very early animals and the rainforest they lived in at the time. Writing on Stone On the northern edge of the Great Plains is a sacred site to the Blackfoot Confederacy. Their ancestors left engravings and paintings on the sandstone walls, along with landscape features, which they believe bear witness to spirit messages. Mount Nimbus This is located near Golden, British Columbia, in the Purcell Mountain Range. One draw is the 60-meter-long Mount Nimbus Suspension Bridge, which is nearly 2,000 feet high, suspended between two peaks. It requires a helicopter ride, followed by a hike of 2.5 kilometers through mountains to visit. Canadian Rocky Mountain Parks Some things to see here are The Hoodoos Slate rocks in the form of high tables, more than 20,000 years old. Banff National Park, in the middle of the Rocky Mountains, is known for its sulfur hot springs. In the upper hot springs pool at Sulphur Mountain, the water temperature averages 38 degrees Celsius, or 100.4 Fahrenheit. Johnston Canyon is one of the most popular places to visit in Banff National Park. It offers a short and easy hike through a deep mountain canyon with many beautiful waterfalls along the way. Jasper National Park is the largest of the four national parks in the Rocky Mountains. It has glacial lakes and the Columbia Icefield, a 400-year-old ice sea with a thickness of approximately 400 meters. This is the largest field of ice and snow in North America outside of the polar regions. The Athabasca Glacier, the largest glacier in the Rocky Mountains, at 6 kilometers long, is an offshoot of the Columbia Icefield. 
This park is also home to the Miette Hot Springs, which has the warmest spring water of the Rocky Mountains up to nearly 54 degrees Celsius, or 129.9 Fahrenheit. Another beautiful sight here is the Athabasca Falls. As the water has flowed over the softer limestone beneath, it's carved out intricate features, including potholes and a short canyon. A few of the many other interesting sites are the following. Niagara Falls, in Ontario, is a Canadian city at the famous waterfalls of the same name, linked with the United States by the Rainbow Bridge. Its site on the Niagara River's western shore overlooks the Horseshoe Falls, the Cascade's most expansive section. Elevators take visitors to a lower, wetter vantage point behind the falls. A cliffside park features a promenade alongside 520-foot-high Skylon Tower with an observation deck. From Toronto, it is only a 90-minute drive. Sandbanks Provincial Park. This is on Lake Ontario in Prince Edward County. The park is considered one of the best sandy beaches in Ontario and contains the largest baymouth barrier dune formation in the world. Some dunes can reach 25 meters or 82 feet high. Elk Island. This was the first animal sanctuary established in 1906, initially created as a sanctuary for elk. It is now a bison conservation area as well. Fish Creek National Park in Calgary is one of the largest urban parks in the world. Now we will discover some of the great cities this country has to offer. Quebec City. It sits at a commanding position on cliffs overlooking the St. Lawrence Seaway in eastern Canada and was founded by French explorer Champlain in the early 17th century. The section known as Old Quebec is a UNESCO World Heritage Site as an excellent example of a fortified colonial city and the only walled city left in North America. Author Charles Dickens visited and called the city the Gibraltar of North America. It is the cradle of French America, and the people are known for being warm and welcoming. It has natural beauty with peaceful lakes, rolling rivers, and the glacial valley in Jacques Cartier National Park. It is ranked as one of the world's top travel destinations. Place Royale is the site of the first settlement of New France, now known as Quebec City. Walk the cobblestone streets to the Notre-Dame-de-Victoire Church, which stands on the site of the first home and trading post of Samuel de Champlain, when he established the first colony in 1608. Here you can admire the 17th century buildings. The Quebec Citadel National Historic Site, along the St. Lawrence River, is a star-shaped fortress built in 1832 by the British. It's the only military fortress that is still active in all North America. Within its walls are 25 buildings to see via a guided tour. There is a guard on duty in British guard attire, and if you're there during the summer, you can view the changing of the guard ceremony. Wintertime is full of snowflakes and lights, and the city offers many great wintertime activities. Many enjoy the annual Quebec Carnival the largest winter carnival in the world. It takes place over 17 days and attracts nearly 500,000 visitors each year. 
There, people can enjoy a horse-drawn carriage through the snowy plains of Abraham, visit the Ice Palace, and watch the night parade featuring colorful boats. Chateau Frontenac is said to be the most photographed hotel in the world. It's an architectural treasure overlooking the St. Lawrence River in fortified Old Quebec. It has seen many royal visitors and has been the filming spot for some classic films. It has a grand lobby with hand-painted ceilings. You can walk along Rue du Petit Champlain, one of the oldest shopping streets in North America. Here you'll find boutiques, artisan shops, and restaurants. The Plains of Abraham is a large urban park and is the exact site where the English army won against the French in the Battle of the Plains in 1759. Montreal This is the second-largest French-speaking city in the world after Paris. About 94% of the residents speak French. It's known as one of the most desirable and most populated student cities in the world. And it's known as Canada's party city with a vibrant nightlife. The underground city. This is the world's largest indoor network of stores beneath downtown Montreal. This is a pedestrian network of 32 kilometers or 20 miles, connecting more than just stores. It's a network of tunnels, corridors, and atriums, linking people to the metro and other transportation, accommodations, art, and entertainment. Some 500,000 visit every day. The Barbie Expo. This is in Le Corps Mont Royal, Montreal's most prestigious upscale shopping mall. There are over 1,000 dolls, many replicating famous celebrities or characters, displayed in themed outfits by renowned designers. It is free to visit. Space for Life. This is a museum district in Montreal. It includes the Montreal Biodome, the Biosphere, the Rio Tinto Alcan Planetarium, the Montreal Botanical Garden, and the Montreal Insectarium. The Botanical Garden is recognized as one of the world's greatest. There's a collection of 22,000 plant species and cultivars, 10 exhibition greenhouses, Frederick Back Treehouse, and more than 20 thematic gardens. The Biodome brings you on a sensory journey through the ecosystems of the Americas, including tropical rainforest, the Laurentian maple forest, the Labrador coast, and sub-Antarctic regions. This includes live animals living in their natural habitats. The Biosphere is a museum committed to the environment. It's also an iconic architectural landmark of the city of Montreal since Expo 67. It presents exhibitions and artistic installations, prompting dialogue between science, culture, social innovation, and the environment. In addition, it's a great panoramic viewing point, an illuminated structure at night, and a living wall with an indoor garden and green roofs. The Planetarium Rio Tinto Alcan is a great way to explore the universe. You can take a virtual journey, bringing you thousands of light years away from Earth. The Insectarium offers a true immersion into the insect realm. There are the alcoves, designed to replicate the spaces of insects, offering underground galleries. There's the dome where you can see 3,000 naturalized specimens. 
There's the tete-a-tete where you can experience an extraordinary one-on-one encounter with several species. Then there's the great vivarium where insects are free or partly confined for a more intimate connection with the insects. Notre Dame Basilica. This is an active place of worship for Catholics and an iconic heritage building built in 1656. This is visited by nearly one million people each year. It was the first Gothic Revival-style church in Canada. One-hour-long self-guided tours can be booked where you'll be introduced to 24 points of interest, each highlighting a work of art, an architectural element, or a piece of history. Some of these are stained-glass windows, wonderful paintings, intricate gilded ornamentation, a 7,000-pipe organ, and the story of the founding of Montreal. Mount Royal Park Designed by Frederick Law Olmsted, the designer behind New York's Central Park and the Biltmore Estates in Asheville, North Carolina, USA, among dozens of others. Mount Royal Park, inaugurated in 1876, is ideal for admiring a wide variety of plants and birds and for enjoying outdoor activities. Winter offers sliding lanes, an ice skating rink, and cross-country trails. The Jacques Cartier Bridge An icon of Montreal, it's a steel bridge that crosses to the island of St. Helena. It is a beautiful lighting system to be enjoyed at night. Mont Tremblant is a world-class ski resort with 102 ski trails and only a two-hour drive from Montreal. The area also offers other winter activities such as winter biking, ice climbing, and a Scandinavian spa. Vancouver The city is a seaport on the west coast in British Columbia. It's known for its high-rises on the shores of the Pacific coast, with a scenic mountain backdrop. Its unique urban development plan is referred to as Vancouverism, encompassing the setting of the high-rise buildings separated by low-level structures, parks, public places, and a sustainable public transport system. Because of this, it's a popular filming location and one of the third-largest film and TV production locations in North America. The city contributes to an average of 65 movies and 55 TV series annually. Rain is a big part of the ambiance of Vancouver. Being on the shores of the Pacific Ocean, it has a maritime climate, and it rains on an average of 165 days per year. Vancouver might surprise you with its windmill palm trees, which grow especially well in the mild summers and winters. Because of the Rocky Mountains, Arctic air is often halted, making Vancouver the warmest city in Canada. This is a fast-paced city with a lot of shopping and food. St. Lawrence Market is famous for tasting different ethnic foods. It has a great art culture with theater and music scenes. The Vancouver Art Gallery is known for its works by regional artists, while the Museum of Anthropology is home to First Nations collections. It offers a wide variety of historical buildings and monuments. It's a city known for its focus on wellness and offers plenty of outdoor activities to engage in. 
In the summer, you can go rafting, mountain biking, canoeing, hiking, and horseback riding. In the winter, there's skiing, sleigh riding, snowshoe hikes, and much more. Vancouver has the largest Chinatown in Canada and the second largest in North America. Chinese immigrants had come to help build the Canadian Pacific Railway. In this Chinatown is the world's narrowest building, the Sam Key Building, which is only six feet wide. It's also known for having some of the best Chinese food in the world. Stanley Park. This is Vancouver's gem of a park and one of the most popular city parks in all of Canada, used by 10 million visitors per year. It is a peninsula which juts out from the city and is surrounded by the waters of the English Bay and Vancouver Harbor. Along the perimeter runs Stanley Park Drive, which allows people to explore the park by car. Even better is the 28-kilometer Seaside Greenway, the longest non-interrupted seafront walkway in the world. It's divided into two sections, one for walkers and joggers, and one for cyclists and inline skaters. Part of this greenway includes the Vancouver Seawall, built to prevent erosion of the park along the coast. One attraction in the park is the collection of eight totem poles, created from 1920 through 1936, all carved in British Columbia. They were replaced with replicas in the 80s to preserve their historical value, and one more was added in 2009. The Vancouver Aquarium offers several exhibits and is focused on conservation and research. Here you can see dolphins, penguins, otters, and many fish species as part of the 58,000 species under their care. The many gardens are scattered throughout the park. Some popular ones include the hybrid rhododendron, roses, clematis, and azaleas. Lost Lagoon is located on the southern part of the peninsula, closed in by the mainland, with its Jubilee Fountain in the center. This is a popular spot for bird watching, and there are beaches too. Third Beach on the southwestern side of the peninsula is a popular gathering spot for sunbathers, swimmers, and performers. Often on Tuesday evenings, people come to join in the Drum Circle, a popular gathering of percussionists of all kinds who inspire people to get up and dance to the beat. English Bay is another place that offers swimming at its sunset beach. Many sit here to visit Vancouver's famous fireworks during their annual festival, the Celebration of Light, a two-week event each year. It is the largest offshore fireworks display in the world. If you're brave enough, you can join others in the famous polar bear swim in the winter, as they plunge into the bay at sometimes sub-zero temperatures. Vancouver Island is in the Pacific Ocean, 60 miles off the coast, approachable by ferry, plane, or car. It was originally a settlement of the New Chanuth First Nations. It's known for whale-watching and being a nature haven and home to black bears. Many enjoy hiking the ancient rainforest found in the Pacific Rim National Park Reserve, Surfers gather to ride the waves in Tofino on the western side. In Tofino at the Saturday market, there are many artistic treasures to find. One such food item is candied smoked salmon. Another popular spot on the island is Nanaimo. It's famous for the Nanaimo bar made of chocolate, nuts, coconut, custard, and ganache. 
Here you can also visit Coombs Market and see buildings with grass roofs, which are popular with the local goats who take pleasure in climbing them. A different draw for some is the chance to experience watching a storm roll in. Aggressive winter waves along the island produce some spectacular sights. Macmillan National Park is home to Vancouver's famous Cathedral Grove. This is the place to see the Douglas fir trees many have seen pictures of. Some are almost 800 years old and measure almost 30 feet in circumference. Capilano Suspension Bridge, built in 1889, hangs 230 feet above the Capilano River at a length of 450 feet. It was made to withstand the weight of 96 elephants. A couple of options for getting around include ferries and the SkyTrain. It has the second largest ferry company in the world. This links the lower mainland with Victoria and Nanaimo on Vancouver Island, as well as various Gulf Islands. The SkyTrain is the longest and oldest driverless rapid transit system in the world and a great way to tour the city. It has 79.6 kilometers or 49.5 miles of track running on underground and elevated guideways. On the elevated guideways, outside of downtown Vancouver, it provides panoramic views of the city. Ottawa It is on the southeastern border shared with Quebec and along the Ottawa River. It's the only city in Canada which shares French and English as official languages. It's known for its Parliament Hill, the political center of the country, with Peace Tower, allowing for great views of the city. On this hill, there's a fountain that goes year-round and doesn't freeze. That's because when it was built in 1967, it was built with a light fixture known as the Centennial Flame, lit by natural gas, which serves to heat the surrounding fountain. Locals and tourists toss coins into the water making wishes. The coins are periodically removed and awarded to one person with a disability each year to conduct research. The National Gallery of Canada is famous for its exterior made of glass windows and granite walls. It houses over 93,000 different works. One is outside, a 30-foot-tall spider named Manan. The whole city is known for its art. Along with the arts, Ottawa is known for its many fine summer music festivals. Some include the Ottawa Blues Fest, the second-largest blues festival in North America, the TD Ottawa Jazz Festival, and Escapade, the recently founded and rapidly popular electronic music festival, the Canadian Tulip Festival. This is held in the late spring. With over one million tulips blooming in all colors and patterns, it's the largest of its kind. Does this sound a bit like the Netherlands? Well, it is related. During the Nazi occupation of the Netherlands, Canada sheltered the future Dutch Queen Juliana. Afterwards, the Dutch royal family sent 100,000 tulip bulbs to Ottawa. Since then, tulips have been on display and widely celebrated in the nation's capital. Byward Market is a place most tourists visit when in Ottawa. It's filled with produce stands, specialty shops, cafes, and restaurants. Two of the specialties found here are maple syrup and beaver tails. No, these are not made of actual beaver, but dough stretched and shaped into a beaver tail 
then deep-fried and brushed with hot butter and toppings such as cinnamon. The Rideau Canal is 202 kilometers or 125 miles long and is the oldest continuously working canal system in North America. It is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. In the winter, a 4.8-mile part of it is turned into the infamous skating rink, the Rideau Canal Skateway, the world's largest natural ice rink of a little more than half a square mile, or 1.5 square kilometers. Winterlude is the snow and ice sculpture competition in Ottawa. Sculptors display their creations at Confederation Park downtown. Toronto This is Canada's largest city and a world leader in several areas such as business, technology, entertainment, culture, and finance. It's home to immigrants from all over the world, making it one of the most multicultural cities in the world. It's also known for its harbor location on Lake Ontario, one of the five Great Lakes in North America. Nearly half of the population identify as Asian, a large portion as South Asian or Chinese. It also has a large population of Caribbean and African Canadians. To enjoy some of this culture, visit in the summer when the city hosts the Toronto Caribbean Carnival, or head to Chinatown and try some of the many different East Asian cuisines. Toronto Eaton Centre is famous for being the busiest mall in North America. There's the distillery district, with brick facades and Victorian-era industrial architecture. The CN Tower, in the heart of the city, is the third tallest tower in the world, at a height of 553 meters, or 1,800 feet. From this tower, you can see the whole city. It hosts the International Film Festival, where many stars come to celebrate world cinema. Visit the Royal Ontario Museum to get a glimpse of one of the world's largest and most odd-looking museums in North America. In addition, in 2007, makes it appear to have a crystalline form extending out of the original building. It is a natural history museum, has exhibits in costume and textile, and showcases contemporary local and world cultural exhibitions. Nearby is Canada's Wonderland, an amusement park with 17 roller coasters, a water park, and Halloween-themed park in the fall. The Toronto Zoo is the largest zoo in Canada, with over 5,000 animals and 460 different species. It dedicates its resources to the conservation of endangered species from around the world. The Province of Nova Scotia This is on the eastern border of Canada on the Atlantic Ocean. It's known for its Cliffs of Fundy Global Geopark, a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Here you can explore the coastline of the Bay of Fundy with the world's highest tides. You can also discover the oldest dinosaur fossils in Canada. There are more than 160 historic lighthouses. The most photographed lighthouse is Peggy's Cove. When visiting, you will see a charming fishing village, colorful houses, and small shops. Trying some lobster here is highly recommended. In fact, the largest ever recorded lobster was caught in the waters around this province, weighing 44 pounds and 6 ounces. Whale watching is another favorite activity when visiting Nova Scotia with 12 species visiting each year. Nova Scotia also has a rich wine history, with several vineyards to choose from to visit.
On October 2, 2022, the United States State Department issued a travel advisory for Canada, Level 1, Exercise Normal Precautions. Violent crimes can occur, as in any country, but take more care in large cities where some may target tourists. It's best to not leave your valuables in the car, including the trunk. Some jurisdictions, such as Montreal, Toronto, and Vancouver, may fine you for leaving your car doors unlocked or for leaving valuables in the car. Segment 3. Who is? Frederick Banting, the orthopedic surgeon who discovered isolated secretions of islet cells he thought could be used in treating diabetes. This led to insulin treatments for diabetics. Several famous actors and singers are from Canada. Some are Michael J. Fox, Pamela Anderson, Jim Carrey, Michael Buble, Dwayne Johnson, Justin Bieber, Drake, Keanu Reeves, Ryan Gosling, and Dan Aykroyd. Celine Dion, a singer born in Quebec who started her career at age 12. She became famous after releasing the Grammy Award-winning duet Beauty and the Beast, with Peebo Bryson in 1991. However, her greatest hit was My Heart Will Go On, the theme song for the Titanic movie. She has released 27 albums and has the most successful Las Vegas performance residency of all time. Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada. A charismatic man known for his support of women's rights, climate change, and refugees. He was born on December 25, 1971, in Ottawa, Canada, the son of the former Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau. He is the first son of a Prime Minister to become a Prime Minister himself. His father served the country for 16 years and died in 2000, when Justin was 28. A couple of Justin's jobs before taking office as Prime Minister were snowboarding instructor and bouncer for a British Columbia nightclub. He was also a teacher after graduating from the University of British Columbia and taught various subjects, including math, French, humanities, and drama. He has a large tattoo on his left arm of a Haida raven that surrounds a previous tattoo he had. In 2007, he played a French-Canadian First World War hero in a docudrama, The Great War. Former U.S. President Richard Nixon, while on a state visit to Ottawa, announced at a gala event with other dignitaries of the then four-month-old, Tonight, we'll dispense with the formalities. I'd like to toast the future Prime Minister of Canada to Justin Pierre Trudeau. In 1998, Michael, brother of Justin, died in an avalanche, and his body was never found. Justin began serving as Prime Minister of Canada in 2015 at the age of 43. He took immediate action in his role of supporting women, and he filled half his cabinet with women in 2015, and he identifies himself as a feminist. Wayne Gretzky, professional hockey player. He played 20 seasons in the National Hockey League for four teams in Canada from 1979 to 1999. He was nicknamed the Great One, and has been called the greatest hockey player ever by many, even the NHL itself. He is the leading point scorer in NHL history, and the only NHL player to have scored over 200 points in a season. Furious Pete, or Peter Zerwinski, 
a Canadian competitive eater who is a Guinness World Record holder, for most hamburgers eaten in one minute, fastest time to eat three eclairs, fastest time to eat 15 Ferrero Rocher, fastest time to eat a bowl of pasta, and fastest time to eat a 12-inch pizza. He is also a YouTube personality with many followers and features videos on fitness, food, and Polish language lessons. Segment 4. Who Would Have Thought? Maple Syrup The province of Quebec produces 75% of the world's maple syrup. The sugar maple leaf is even highlighted on the Canadian flag. Every year, Quebec produces more than 11 million gallons of this natural resource. It contributes to the economy greatly, bringing in more than $400 million annually. In 2012, over 3,000 tons of maple syrup were stolen from local suppliers and became known as the Great Canadian Maple Syrup Heist. Not only is it a natural sweetener, but it is rich in vitamins and nutrients, aiding in boosting the immune system. Canada has the most lakes in the world. Sources give totals of 879,800 to over 2 million. Many still have never been explored, and they change constantly due to melting glaciers. Canada has more fresh water than any other country, and almost 9% of Canadian territory is water. It holds 18% of the world's fresh lake water. The Bay of Fundy, between New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, has the highest tides in the world. They can reach up to 50 feet, or 15 meters. Canada has some intriguing money facts. Canada's paper money is designed with accessibility in mind. They use Braille and numbers with visually contrasting colors. Also, each denomination is a different color, making it easier to distinguish one denomination from another. They have a coin with a narwhal on it made with gold, and it's valued at $300. That's small change compared to the big maple leaf. This is a $1 million gold coin, weighing 100 kilograms or 220 pounds. Only six of these were produced by the Royal Canadian Mint in 2007. The market value for one of these in 2017 was approximately $4 million. Another interesting coin is the special edition dinosaur coin that glows in the dark. The most northern settlement in the world is in Alert, Nanavut, Canada, with a population of around 200. The nearest town from that is 340 miles, or 547 kilometers. Basketball was invented in Canada in the late 1800s by a graduate student, tasked with coming up with an indoor game to burn energy and keep the students entertained. The comic book character Superman was the creation of two Canadians. Clark Kent, his alter ego, worked for the Daily Star, which was modeled after the Toronto Star. The country of Canada has its own phone number. When dialed, it gives information for locals and travelers. Recently, it gave information on COVID. The world's strongest current, at speeds of up to 18.4 miles per hour, is in the Nakwato Rapids at Slingsby Channel, British Columbia. The largest wheat field in the world, at 35,000 acres, or 14,163 hectares, is in the province of Alberta. Many important inventions came from Canada, 
including the electron microscope, the snowmobile, the electric cooking range, kerosene, the electronic organ, and the IMAX film system. Gravity is a result of mass. Therefore, depending on the density of the Earth, each place will have varying gravity. However, there's a substantially greater difference in the Hudson Bay area. It's believed to be related to the time when Hudson Bay was covered by a huge glacier during the Ice Age. It was almost 2 miles, or 3.2 kilometers thick, across most of Canada, except for two areas of Hudson Bay, where it was 2.3 miles, or 3.7 kilometers thick. If you can picture when you're baking a cake and you press down on it to test it while it's still in the oven and it springs back up, letting you know it's done, this is a similar phenomenon of the ice melting after having squeezed down the rocks of the earth and held it there for so long. As the ice started melting, the earth had been bouncing back. Because the mass of rock decreased, leaving a deep indentation, so did gravity in that area. This is not an effect you will feel when at Hudson Bay. The weight difference amounts to that of a teaspoon, 5 milliliters of water. It is a crime in Canada to sell comic books depicting crime. Despite Frito-Lay being an American-based company, their Lay's ketchup-flavored chips are marketed in Canada only. Young Street in Toronto is the world's longest street, with a length of 1,178 miles, or 1,895 kilometers. The Aurora Borealis, or Northern Lights, can be seen in all Canadian provinces when the timing is right. The Canadian multinational fast food chain Tim Hortons was founded by the same named hockey player. Unfortunately, he crashed his car while intoxicated and died in 1974, 10 years after founding the company. There are three times more Tim Hortons in Canada than there are McDonald's. It serves coffee, donuts, and other food items, but it's the donuts that it's most famous for. In fact, Canada has more donut shops than any other country in the world, and they eat the most donuts. The famous Cirque du Soleil, featuring acrobatics, began in Canada and now performs all over the world. Manitou Lake on Manitoulin Island in Lake Huron is the world's largest lake within a lake, at 41.1 square miles. And Manitou Island is the largest island in the world to be found on a freshwater lake. It covers 1,068 square miles. In Churchill, Manitoba, with a population of 900, it is not uncommon for polar bears to make visits when the ice on the Hudson Bay melts. Because of this, the residents leave their cars unlocked so that someone who may need to flee from an oncoming polar bear can find safety in a close-by vehicle. The town has not had a bear-related fatality since the early 1980s. The United States invaded Canada during two wars, the American Revolutionary War and the War of 1812. Santa Claus is said to live in the Canadian Arctic region, and has been awarded Canadian citizenship. He receives letters from all over the world, mailed to his postal address, H-O-H-O-H-O. There are a few tunnels and bridges running between the United States and Canada, which are legal and traveled through by people every day. However, there was one tunnel discovered in 2005, which was dug to smuggle drugs illegally across the border. 
It was 360 feet, running under a Cunasset hut on the Canadian side of the border, to the living room of a house in Linden, Washington. It was between 3 and 10 feet deep and dug by three British Columbian men who then used wooden beams and steel bars to reinforce it. It was discovered after a tip was called in, and with the United States and Canadian authorities then monitoring it, they could see lumber going in and soil coming out, and soon after made an arrest. One woman, in connection to this, was arrested with 93 pounds of marijuana in a car she was driving. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on Canada Part 2. Next time, we'll learn about an island nation, which was created by rising magma from the ocean. There's still an active volcano on one of the islands, and several other places where the ground is very warm or even hot. There are nearby underground volcanoes that have not yet reached the water's surface, and will likely add to these islands in the future. True to its volcanic nature, the smell of sulfur can be detected when the wind blows in the right direction as the steam escapes from underneath the surface. See how this nation became the first permanent settlement in the tropics to be established by Europeans, and how most of the 500,000 inhabitants descend from a blending of African and Portuguese cultures. Please be sure to subscribe to Nations of the World podcast series so you won't miss my next episode, Cabo Verde. Gaining knowledge about other people and their culture is often the best way to understanding who they are and why they do things a certain way. This in turn can make us less fearful of differences and hopefully more accepting. Let's face it, we're all human and we all share the same world. If you are enjoying the series, please consider leaving a review for Nations of the World podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also help to support my work by making a small contribution on Patreon. You can find me there at patreon.com slash nations of the world. With your review on Apple Podcasts, I will give you a shout out in my next episode. If you contribute on Patreon at the first level, You will get a shout out in my next episode and you will have a chance to submit a question you'd like to have answered in one of my upcoming podcasts. This can be a question about how I plan or produce my show, or it can be a question to be answered in one of my upcoming episodes about a particular country. If you contribute on Patreon at the second level, you will receive the shout out and question submittal, along with free access to all the episodes electronically in ebook format. These ebooks range in size from about 10,000 to 25,000 words. Thank you again for listening to my podcasts. I look forward to hearing from and interacting with my listeners. Please feel free to contact me via any of the social media apps you find in my show notes.